Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. When you don't have a clear curriculum for your classroom, it is so overwhelming to try to put that together yourself. Spending hours on Pinterest and Google, pulling worksheets and pulling pieces of curriculum together to make something that works for your classroom. That's why we created the Autism Helper Curriculum and now offer Curriculum Access. Curriculum Access gets you access to all levels and all subjects of the highly differentiated evidence-based Autism Helper Curriculum. You can have students working on letter identification and working on parts of speech at the same time in our easy-to-use curriculum. We currently have hundreds of teachers using Curriculum Access from all over the world with consistently rave reviews. I want you to join that group of teachers. Now is the time to ask your administrators for curriculum access. We have an email template ready to go so you can ask them to set up a demo. Your administrators can jump on a live call with our team members to see everything that's included in the Autism Helper curriculum access. Next year, let's reduce the overwhelm. Let's start the year out with a path and a plan and resources to meet all the diverse needs of your students. Let's make next year the year of curriculum access. Head over to the show notes to learn more. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. probably heard me say this many times, but I love getting the opportunity to talk to parents of kids with special needs on this podcast. Because we as educators or clinicians or BCBAs learn so much from parents. They're really the experts. And when we're in our job role, when we're in the role of a teacher or a paraprofessional, we don't always get the time to sit down and really talk to a mom or dad and learn from them and learn about their child because life just gets so dang busy. So I'm excited today to share my interview with Julie Hornock. She is the parent of a child with autism and she created a nonprofit, United in Autism, that helps connect moms of children with special needs. She hosts these amazing mom events throughout the whole U.S. that gives moms a night out and lets moms develop relationships and create that community that they truly need with other parents who are going through exactly what they're going through. So not only does Julie know her stuff as a parent herself, but she spends her days talking to parents. She also wrote a book, United in Autism, where she interviewed families from all over the world about their experiences raising their children. So in today's episode, we talk about her foundation, United in Autism, but we also talk about her perspective as a parent on what things an educator can do to help develop that relationship and help create that team approach. 
Julie said she has worked with over probably 100 therapists and teachers and clinicians throughout her daughter's life, which is probably true. Her daughter's 17. And she has a really great perspective on some inspirational things that educators can take away. I loved listening to her and learning from her. One other thing we talked about since the time of year that we're in is likely when most schools are closed. We also talked about how teachers can be supporting home learning during this time. Um, I thought this was really helpful to hear from a parent's perspective what she wanted and what would have been very helpful to her daughter if this situation had happened when her daughter was younger. So if you're in the situation where your school is closed, I think Julie's advice will be very helpful as well. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So I'm excited to learn a little bit about you and have our listeners learn a little bit and have you kind of teach us because I always, every time I interview a parent, I get really excited because as an educator, I know we can learn the most from the parents of our students. And that sometimes as bad as it is, it's hard to do in the middle of a school year when we're busy. So I think these podcast episodes are always a good opportunity for a lot of teachers to learn really from the experts, the moms and the dads of our, of our students. Absolutely. Well, I am happy to share anything that might be able to help for sure. So can you tell me a little bit about your background and what brought you into the autism community and then where you've really grown from there and and really helped contribute to this huge community that, you know, you've helped establish? Um, Absolutely. I was brought into uh, the world of autism because of my daughter, Lizzie, who is now 17, but she was diagnosed when she was two years old. And we started to notice some things. I mean, it's so weird to look back and realize that things that you thought were cute little just oddities about your child that you kind of adored quirks um, were actually autism. And so we, we saw things we can look back as soon as six months, but really when things started to change was around nine months with her. Um, I remember her interacting a whole lot with her brother. And then it was just like something happened where she quit looking up. She quit noticing the world. Um, And I remember her specifically crawling around the living room, chasing him. And then he would like stop. And then she would catch him and they would both just giggle. And at some point around nine months, that just changed to where she would not look up and then she would actually run into the wall when she was crawling. And we just thought it was hilarious. You know, we were like, (laughs) we were like, this is, this is really hilarious. Look at this child that runs her head into the wall, you know? Um, so from there it was just, she was just a really low maintenance child. My oldest, um, who's just 21 months older than her was really high maintenance. And he wanted me all the time. He wanted to be on me, hanging on me me holding him, me paying attention to him. And so she would just hang out on her own and she would, flip through books, just page, 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 just real repetitively. And we thought that was cute. Um, and I would joke that I could put like food on the table and didn't just head out for the day. And, you know, she would have been fine and not even noticed or cared I was gone. And, you know, of course I would never do that, but (laughs) it was, it was kind of like, she just didn't need us. And she was content on her own. And we, I have a family full of extroverts. Like, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what an introvert looks like. Like I've never, I didn't, I don't know, you know, I don't, that's what it must look like as a child. Um, and then as she got to be around 18 months, I noticed that it wasn't just that, you know, there was, we had some friends over to play that had a daughter that was the same age and she would climb up on my husband's lap and try and talk to him and stuff. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is not what I thought. Um, 
So we were able to go get help through early intervention, um, ECI, and then we got a diagnosis probably days after her second birthday. And so it was, it was like for many girls, they have a different experience with us. It was, my daughter was classic. She was a classic case and there was no box that wasn't checked. Um, she was considered moderate. She had no language. She had no awareness of the world. She had no ability to communicate with us, um, other than whining and crying for something. And we had to play the guessing game. So from that point we jumped in and, um, you know, I'm a fixer and that's part of what's so hard about this is you think as a parent, you think I am going to fix my child and get my life back on track. And to me, autism was a bump in the road and it was going to be a short bump and we were going to be back playing at the mall in two years. And so I, Mm -hmm. I gave it a timetable. I was like two years and then I want to be back to normal life. So I basically just killed myself trying to do everything we could do. So we did a 30 hour week program and it was, I am a little bit of a control freak. And, um, so I ran the program out of my house and we had therapists in and out of the house all day long. We had OT, we had speech, we had, um, ABA and lots of other things, feeding therapy and that kind of thing. And I mean, the beautiful thing was Lizzie really responded. She responded really well right off the bat and over a period of just years you know little thing by little thing by little thing by little step she began to progress um and communicate and talk and then it was conversation and then it was wanting friendships and then it was wanting to be a part of our normal world um and so now she's 17 she is just I mean, I look at her, I can't believe, I hope that she gives other parents hope um, because she is working. She has a job at Sonic. Uh, She is the captain of her cheer squad. She has a date to prom. She's a volleyball player. She's driving. um, And she still very much has autism. Like it is not a question of that. It's just a watered down version that is livable and beautiful. Um, I love that. And you're right. I hope that is an inspiration to parents I talk to, as I'm, and I know you talk to many um, special ed parents frequently. And so often when you get that diagnosis and talking to parents that have just gotten that diagnosis, I always hear from parents how helpful it is to like see the big picture and see what it could be like at 17, even though it seems so far off. So yeah. that must be great to be able to share that story with parents. Well, and I would say even just for the providers out there, for the teachers and the therapists, you know, they only usually get a small window into a child's life. And over the course of the last 15 and a half years, we have probably had, I mean, close to probably a hundred therapists, you know, over the years, people coming in and out. We had a lot of main therapists that stayed with us, but they don't get to see that progress. And I, I feel like maybe sometimes they're left thinking, oh, I didn't make much of a difference or, oh, I didn't get to do enough. But same as we tell the parents, you know, there's no magic bullet. One year is not that's not going to be the big leap you needed. It's all stacking all the tiny little bits of help that you've gotten over the years that add up to a child that can function. And that's the same thing to let the therapists and the teachers know that your little piece in this is making a complete difference in not just the child's life, but then in the entire family's life. And I mean, that's a really, it's a really important thing to realize the importance of what you're doing when you don't get to see it. So I hope they can remember my daughter and know that, okay, I'm making a difference because you are. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That's so true. It's so hard to see those baby steps in the moment, you know, because you keep seeing the big deficits. You're like, oh, I still have this much more. But those baby steps add up. They do. They do. And I, I might, and not only for her, but for me, because my perspective is so changed. Like when I started, like I told you, I wanted to fix autism and that is just not a thing. That's not, it's not autism isn't to be fixed. It is, it is just to take the child you have and make her the best version of herself. And then to appreciate her difference, but also continue to help her grow in a way that is better for her functioning in the world. And, um, you know, I'm not going to let her be, if she's rude to somebody, she doesn't get, she doesn't get to be rude just because she has autism. You know, she's Mm -hmm. still taught to be polite and to be understanding of others' feelings. Um, so just working towards that best version of the child, helping her be the happiest as herself in the world we're living in. That's a great way to put it, you know, thinking about how these all kind of work together. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about your advocacy work and United in Autism and why, what that is and why you started it. Yeah. So when Lizzie started, there was a place that we got in her progression, I guess. So she, at the beginning, it's very, very hard for families, especially if they're as affected as Lizzie was. I was living minute by minute, day by day, and I was in fight or flight mode permanently. And we're just at that point, I'm trying to keep her safe and we're trying to get through the day. And so that's all my focus was on. But once she started having a better understanding of the world and could follow rules and wasn't running out in front of cars or jumping into creeks, um, I was able to just have a whole lot of energy that didn't have to go towards her anymore. And so what I wanted to do was bring to the world what I didn't have when she was young. And that was parents really, mom specifically is where my heart is, but we need emotional support. That is kind of a missing piece of the puzzle. And we work so hard and all, everyone is focused on helping the kid be better and do better, but they, we forget about ourselves and other people forget that we need help too, to continue for the long haul. So I started through a local charity in Dallas. I started putting together emotional support events for moms of kids with autism. And these events, I just, in my head had just a nice time of respite, (laughs) but they became something so much more where the women that were coming were meeting another mom that was kind of becoming their lifeline. And it, just made such a difference going forward to have somebody that they could talk to every day that could talk them off the ledge every day. And so basically they were meeting their new autism mama bestie and (laughs) it just, it made a difference in their lives. Like where to the point where they could cope now where they weren't able to cope before. Um, And so every year with these events, I mean, I just, it's been 10 years now and I just love doing them. And I always look for the perfect book because they would leave this 
perfect space that was just fun and enjoyable and lighthearted and just a rich, special time with other moms. And they would go right back into the trenches and the hardship of their life. And I wanted to find the perfect book and I couldn't find it. And so I I searched everywhere. I just wanted inspirational stories of all kinds of parents with all types of different kids on different places in the spectrum and that were inspirational. And so when I couldn't find it, I decided to write it. Um, So I interviewed families all over the world. I mean, I'm talking like Russia, Singapore, Australia, Brazil, like all tips of the world on all parts of the spectrum and found, just heard their stories. And we go through the really the nitty gritty of it. Um, I, they were really raw and open with me and we were able to share some true stories that are really applicable to most families living with autism. And then to find out how they were, how they found peace in the midst of their journey and how they were using it to help others. Um, so we have 30 of those stories. And then Temple Grandin was so incredible. She wrote the forward for the book, um, which just, I was so grateful for. And so now the book United in Autism is, it's available um, for people that want to learn about the real life that's behind closed doors that we aren't showing you, but also then for a support system for the families that are actually going through it. Um, Great. I, I will link that in the show notes because that would be such a good resource for teachers to to share with parents because sometimes, you know, yeah. as you said, parents don't always know where to go for the type of support they need. Right. I mean, and it, yeah, it is. It's, it's really good on both ends just for the teacher to learn what we're, we're, we're hiding from you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what we're not showing you, the things that we can't bring ourselves to say because we're such wrecks, you know, um, and then also for the parents to know they're not alone. Um, but the cool thing about the book was that it enabled me to start the nonprofit United in Autism and bring these mom's events all over the United States. Um, and so I, up until recently, um, with the coronavirus, I've been doing that (laughs) when Corona makes its way through. Um, but it's, we're also partnering now with Finding Cooper's Voice, Kate Swinson, and then also Dr. Lisa Pena with Mocha Tribe Diaries. And we are working on a really incredible special needs mom's retreat. And it'll be, it's going to be enormously wonderful to provide the moms this space, this just precious, like sacred space where they can just let it all go and just be themselves. Um, so that's what we're working on next. So we can, that sounds incredible. Yeah. It's going to be great. I love it. I love every minute of it. Cause it's just, it's such a rich time that is hard to describe unless you're in the room to walk in and the joy of not having to explain ourselves to anyone. Cause we already get it walking in. It's really cool. I had a big realization of that as a young teacher where I started doing family field trips one, once a year, we would go, I'll go up to Wisconsin, family, siblings, like everyone was included. And the first time we went two moms and most of the parents didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. And one child was like repeating the same part in a movie on YouTube on the mom's phone. And another mom was like, Oh my God, your kid does that. My kid <laughs> does that too. And she's like, they're both crying because they both like, you know, neither realize that like yeah. this, they're not the only child on this planet that does that. And it was some, such a simple thing of like repeating the same part in a movie over and over again and just being like, oh my God, you get it. And yeah. that same day, even, you know, thinking beyond parents that same day, one of the older brothers of one of the kids was like, man, I'm so, he, you know, he was so eloquent. He was like a junior high or early high school aged um, boy and he was like, man, I'm so relaxed here and I feel so comfortable because everyone's treating my brother mm. just like 
every like a human, like everyone else, like everyone gets it and I don't have to worry. And it was like you could see that like weight off of even like a, you know, an eighth grader's shoulders on the pressure of having to explain all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the difference that emotional support brings and not just in autism or special needs in any thing that we are going through, any hardship. When you find another person that shares that experience, then it takes your, from your ability of just stressing out and being all alone to coping with it better. And it almost being okay, even though the situation's not changed, how you feel about the situation has changed. And I think that's what you need to go forward and to be able to continue to fight for your child and to do the right things is to have somebody else going through it. You can at least bounce stuff off of and feel accepted in that space. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about these mom events. How do you find parents or do parents find you? And then kind of what do you, what does it look like? What does a, like a mom event look like? So we partner with any, we always go to different places and partner. Like I, I like to be, consider myself like an event planter, you know, like there's church planters in the world where I want to go into a city and I want to combine with a local nonprofit um, and work with them to formulate the best event for their specific people. So like um, I went to Idaho and I worked with Temple Grandin's charity, Families Together, and we did an event where we were at an old school theater and we had a comedy show and we had dinner and drinks and it was just like a really fun time together. And I worked with them to figure out what they wanted to do. So kind of planting that event and then enabling them to move forward and do it the following year also without me. And so just going in and creating a space because it has to be really specific to get the moms to drop their guard immediately. So everything has to be done well. And we've kind of learned as we've gone, you know, the music has to be right. Um, we have to, it has to be open and inviting from the second. There has to be a lot of hugging. There has to be a lot of praise um, and things like that. Just little things working up to it too, because our moms, as much as we, we don't even realize how bad we need that night out. So sometimes it takes a little convincing to get the moms to come. Um, and I do these things I call hype emails where I just basically tell them how awesome their time's going to be, <laughs> you know, but it's like, if it's not going to be totally fabulous and they're not going to be completely pampered, they're not coming because they're tired, you know? Yeah. And so once they get there, we've done all kinds of things, depending on the local group. I like to really make it something that they would enjoy. So we've done um, a spa day. We've, and it also depends on funding, um, but we've done a spa day. We've done, um, something at a country club one time. We've done a movie theater one time. We've done comedy show several times. We've done just a plain dinner at a nice place um, where they just have time to talk. And the more we do these, the more we find they want lots of time to just talk to somebody else that understands their life. So we've been changing it to go more that route, which is it's perfect. You know, we want, we want them to connect and we want to make it easy for them to connect and, um, yeah. So we'll do that. We do this beautiful thing at the end. It's called a, a sisterhood circle. And there's something really neat at the end um, to, to have everybody in a big circle. And then we've gotten a lot of prizes donated from the area and we do this little gift pass. And it's really fun because you stand there and you see all of these strong women that have gone through the same thing you've gone through. And every one of them is still standing. Um, and we point out the mom that has is the newest diagnosis and we kind of wrap around her and love her. And then we point out and find the mom that's been in this the longest. 
and we get some advice from her, you know, so it's things like that, just really building a tribe of women and then using that time to start a relationship that's going to continue over the years. So it's not just a one-time thing. That's awesome. I got like chills when you talked about the sisterhood circle because it, yeah, it's, it's creating that, that community that maybe you don't get just naturally by meeting moms from school or from the neighborhood. You really have to create it yourself sometimes. Yeah. So many of our moms feel alone and ostracized from their old friends. Um, and even if they're so many of our old friends, they try and they want, they want to help, you know, and, but it's just, unless you've been through something, you don't know what to say. And it's not anyone's fault. It's just how it is. And so we kind of have, we also take a really good, I always speak at the events and we take a really deep look into our expectations for our own lives as women and really allow ourselves to grieve who we thought we were going to be because we aren't going to be the same person. And once we do that and we allow ourselves to be sad that we weren't going to achieve this or this or this, then it opens our eyes to being able to move forward and do something better. And I mean, for me, this was not my plan for my life, you know, (laughs) special needs was not on my radar, nor was it in my interest. And, you know, I've, I have been humbled in ways that I can't even begin to share. It's so overwhelming, but I'm a better person because of it and because of my daughter and because of this community. That's awesome. Well, let's, let's switch gears a minute. Since you talk to so many parents, you know, this is your life's passion. Your job now is talking to parents of children with special needs. So now, you know, talking to educators and having a lot of teachers that listen here, what advice do you have for educators, clinicians, therapists, on, on kind of being the best caregiver and, you know, educator to their children and creating that relationship with parents? Like what are parents looking for from their child's teacher? Super loaded question. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited to get to share this because it, uh, there's three things I would love to share. And the first one is we are going to be nasty to you at some point. <laughs> so <laughs> the raise of hands for all the providers that have been yelled at unnecessarily and gotten some blamed on them that wasn't their fault. I mean, it would be every one of y'all. <laughs> so I, I just want you to know it's not you. And to understand that, we as the parents, we are sleep deprived. And I want to say that first and foremost, that our kids are not sleeping. And if you think of any period in your life when you've not gotten sleep, you are not thinking rationally. And it it, it heightens everything wrong in your life and makes you not be able to cope. And a lot of times, unfortunately, the anger and the blame becomes misplaced on our providers. And um, there is not I consider myself to be a little bit sane. I mean, I am now. I probably wasn't back then. (laughs) But I look back and I'm like, there wasn't probably one provider that I value that I didn't yell at unnecessarily at some point. And it could be a, a snide little comment. It could just be getting upset about being five minutes late. It could be blaming something on you that is not your fault. Um, but we are sleep deprived and we are not rational. And so I want them to remember it is not you. It is us. It, whenever, And so hopefully if you can detach that from, okay, this is not a rational person. I'm just going to let it go. Um, because we also have financial stress that isn't talked about enough. Um, you know, one time I was paying four times my mortgage on therapy and that is a huge financial stress was unfortunately then brings in the dynamics of the marital stress because I have yet to meet 
one family, and I've met thousands now, um, that they are handling it the same as their spouse. They're just not. I mean, it is somebody is handling it different and that causes some kind of friction. So we have that kind of friction and then we have the financial friction and then we're emotional because we're not going to accomplish what we wanted in our lives. Plus then we aren't sleeping, which heightens everything. <laughs> so it's just a big fat mess. So the first thing yes. <laughs> is don't take it personally. It is not you. It's us. It, we, it is us and know that it, it will pass and we'll probably come apologize like the next day. Um, the second thing I'd love to share is just help your parents connect. Like we want to dump on you all the time because you're the only person we see, but really as, as helpful and wonderful as you are, we need somebody like us. So I know there's laws, there's the HIPAA laws and everything, but if it, if you can find a way to make it possible by asking permission and whatnot, connecting, making sure each and every one of your parents has another parent they know in the real world. Um, whether you connect them by phone or whether they do a face, a chat, like a, through Facebook somehow, like a video chat. Um, we have set up a group, me and Kate from Finding Cooper's Voice and Dr. Lisa Pena from the Mocha Tribe Diaries. We set up a Facebook group. It's called Labeled and Loved. And it is only for special needs moms. And it is a video chat group. So they get on there and they state what, what they're going through. And then they ask and someone contacts them to video chat. That's all it is. And it is changing lives to be able to have a face to face. So we need to connect with someone that gets it. And you as our provider can help us, but not only that you, it can take the pressure off of you to feel like you need to support us emotionally because it, I mean, you got to focus on our kid, you know? Yeah. Love that. And the third thing I would say is just remembering when you're helping our kids, you're providing, you're really helping our whole family. You're providing that foundation of success for the entire family. And I look at like our instance with my daughter and I've had such incredibly invested people in her life. And I'm so grateful to every one of them, but it has taken, you know, a good number. I mean, I don't even, I think I said it close to a hundred before, but people that have touched her life and taught her, it probably is right around that number, a hundred. And so each little piece putting in, when you put in your all, you're adding into just taking a family that is going to do something in the world. Because I look at like the siblings of our kids and I'm like, okay, because they've learned from their sibling with autism, they're going out and they're becoming the next generation of therapists and they're becoming the next generation of people that are going to fight for our kids and caretakers. And they're going out into the world with compassion and kindness. So providing this support of teaching our kids, you're not just teaching our kids. You're not just helping them make one step. You're actually helping the whole family enable them to go out into the world and do good things. And if I didn't have all of that support for me, I mean, I wouldn't be able to be here and to go out and help other moms either. So just remembering it's a lot bigger than just one kid. You're helping that whole family. Especially on those tough days, like remembering that when you go home from work and are just over it, knowing, like you said, that it's affecting so many more people and really long-term, like future future educators, future lawmakers, future, you know, community changers. That's who the siblings will be. Yeah. I mean, they, it, it is going to be, I, I cannot believe how p compassion has been instilled in the, the siblings. It's amazing. And not just even for our kids, they, they go out into the world different than the generation before them because they're seeing this and them enabling, enabling them to have a little bit more of a normal life by helping their 
sibling then enables them to go out and change things. So it is really, really cool to watch that happen. And I wish for every teacher and um, therapist that they would be able to keep in contact with some of their kids just to see where they go, because it is really neat. I always try and reach back out to all of Lizzie's therapists. Even we keep in touch on Facebook, which I think is really neat. And yeah, like just, Hey, you know, look at what she's doing now. You're, you're a part of that. And it's just, I'm so grateful for every single one of them. And I know I speak for all of the parents that we are so grateful for that help in the days you came when we knew things were going on in your own life and you gave your all anyway to our kid. It means so, so much. Um, So when this episode comes out, Julie and I were chatting about this before we got on our call, when this episode comes out is likely still going to be a time of school closings, right? So like the million dollar question that no one could answer. And I can't predict in the future if this question will have been perfectly answered by the time this comes out. But in this rare and uncharted waters of home learning and supporting our parents remotely. And, you know, right now we're really, when we're recording this, we're really in the start of it. So I'm flooded with questions from teachers on, you know, my kids can't use Chromebooks very well, or how do I do this? What, what kind of just support would you as a parent want in this time of, you know, our, our schedule has been like abruptly changed and teachers are trying to provide services remotely which can look wildly different and have, you know, very different levels of quality. What kind of support do you think is, is helpful from a parent's perspective at this time? So I have talked to a lot of parents and seen the fear in the last week, really, um, in all of these groups and all of everyone's been pulled out of the home and now there's no school. And so everyone feels abandoned, you know, and it's not like, they feel abandoned by their, they just, they feel abandoned and we know it's no one's fault. Do you know what I'm saying? Where we're mm-hmm. left now to deal with a very difficult child where we used to have a couple hours of a break and we used to cherish that and need it so much. And now we don't have that. Um, and so I, w- I would say the biggest thing is if it is a possibility, you know, our kids do like screen. And the thing I worry about, and I know parents worry about is that if you have a therapist that you really love or a teacher you really love, you've really had to build that rapport for that to happen. And that can go away in a matter of months. I mean, if my daughter isn't around someone when she was little, if she wasn't around someone, she could care less about them if she didn't see them. So she has to be invested. So if possible, I would say continue to maybe do a FaceTime with them every once in a while and and talk to the mom about pairing it with something positive. So, hey, I'm going to let you have your favorite snack while you talk to Miss Cheryl. Um, And just sitting down and continuing to see each other face to face and then talking to the parents about, you know, let them see my picture, let them know I still love them and I want to teach them because if they're out of sight, they're out of mind and our kids are going to forget and not be as comfortable going back in. And it's going to make for a rocky start back with therapy. So if they can keep some face to face time, that would be really neat. Um, the second thing I would say is with the mom, they are now left to do a job. They don't necessarily have the skills to do. And so I would say many, many giant behaviors are going to be coming up and it is going to be hard and it is going to be frustrating. And we're so, you know, you know, from dealing with your own kids, you get emotionally invested and then you can't think straight. Mm -hmm. It would be really incredible if you would open communication somehow with the parent, either planning a time, Hey, I'm going to give you 10 minutes on this day and you can ask me anything or through emails or just find some type of way to say, Hey mom, I know this is a tough time. I want to answer your questions when you have things that come up. Um, and I don't, 
hopefully they won't overuse that situation. Um, and you can set your boundaries in that. But as a mom, just knowing I have support if it's there, I don't always need to use it, but it just makes me feel so much less stressed if I know I have a support system still kind of hanging in the wings if I, if something big comes up. Um, that's huge to our stress levels, just to know someone's there, I can call. Yeah, um, just in case. <laughs> just in case, yeah. And then also connecting them again. So now we're in a time of where nobody sees each other. Well, if you had two clients and you think they have similar kids, is it possible to say to each of them, hey, I have this this other client, you know, would you be able to talk to them? Would you want to talk to them over this time period where you're not seeing each other? You know, getting permission and going around being good with the rules and all that. Um, but really connecting parent to parent. So then that takes the burden again off of you um, to provide emotional support. Support. Great. Those are great suggestions. And I think, you know, even though this is going to come out a few weeks after this all kind of started. These will be really good reminders because I know everyone will be really on top of it right when it starts. And as time goes on, you know, sometimes you get a little lack. So hopefully this will be a good reminder. Or maybe, you know, just looking into the future, things will be magically fixed. Yes, everything's going to be magically fixed in two months, right? Let's... Just just disregard this last sec part. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much, Julie. So where can people go to learn more about you? So you can go to my website, unitedinautism.com, or you can go to any of the socials, Facebook. Um, Facebook's the bigger group in the better place to go. Instagram, Twitter, at United in Autism. Also, YouTube. Julie Hornock at United in Autism. Um, yeah, so those are the places you can find me. And then, of course, the, you can send your parents to the Labeled and Loved Facebook group. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This was really fun and, and helpful. It was. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Did you know that two out of three teachers turn to Teachers Pay Teachers for educational resources? As a seller on TPT, this makes me so excited. I love seeing educators turn to other educators for support in their classrooms. There are so many great resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. And this could be made even better if we could involve school budgets in this process. Enter TPT for Schools. TPT for Schools makes it easy for administrators and teachers to collaborate when making curricular decisions. TPT helps you set up a way of using school funds for these resources. This is a new program and there's already over 5,000 schools registered. In the special ed world, this is even more important because we don't have that many resources and the resources that are provided for us might not be so appropriate for our class. To learn more about TPT for Schools, visit schools.teacherspayteachers.com. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Having the right resources for your classroom is essential to making sure your classroom is running smoothly. At the Autism Helper Shop, we have all of the resources you need to make sure you have the behavior, communication, and curriculum supports for your students. Within our shop, we have adapted books, task cards, resources aligned to the VB map and the ABLES, behavior plan flowcharts, data sheets, curriculum. Everything you need, whether you are an early childhood teacher or a high school teacher, we have all of the resources that will meet those students' needs. So head over to shop.theautismhelper.com to check out all of our resources.